0: Let's go. Now, y'all know that the dictionaries are rewriting the definitions of male and female. It's words like this. You look up female, and it would say, an adult human being who identifies as a female, but possibly used to be something else. I mean, they show their ignorance. You know, just how stupid can you get, you know? Anyway, we we won't need to look that up. We, we, we will instinctively know what a woman is and what a man is. Anyway, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. One thing I want to remind you of as we go through each chapter is how these chapters all end up. They all end up with teaching on the church. Now I know that the other subjects are covered, but this is primarily a church epistle. Written to the Ephesian church. And uh, it's church truth, church teaching. Every single chapter. Uh, And there is my reason for absolutely believing in Baptist church perpetuity. Because God ordained his kind of church to do all of these things, six chapters, six major things. And if the church died out because of the persecutions, as they say that it did, and waited hundreds of years until Martin Luther decided to reform and revive the church, the Lord had no witness at all in the world had no way for his people for his elect to grow grow in grace and knowledge that didn't happen he perpetuated his kind of church Amen. and the problem of it is people read read history and they forget who they're reading history is written by human beings and they all have an agenda. They all have a, as they say, world view. They all have a church view, a Bible view, and they write history according to that, not according to what is absolutely true, but according to their view, and that's true of all of them. Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Now, some people don't like that kind of language. You see, when it says servant, yeah. it actually says in doulos in the Greek, and that word means slave. Well, any more that, some terms have become very verboten. Well, that would be German for, you can't say it, dangerous to say it, yeah. Ah, and so, slave, now I don't know, people talk about, you know, how bad slavery was. Well, is it still bad? The very ones that talk about the way it was 200 years ago in the United States, is slavery still bad? Should something be done about it today? Well, why aren't they doing something about it? Because it's going on in Africa as we speak right now, black people are being bought and sold as slaves by the Muslims in Muslim countries. That's not me uh, making a false charge. That's absolute fact in space, time, and history. How come somebody's not doing something about it? They want us to do something about what happened two hundred years ago and has been been over for a hundred and Almost 200 years. But yet they don't do anything about what's going on right now. What about those black people over there? They're being bought and sold. Of course, there are white people being done the same way too. Uh, the Jews were slaves. Yes. The Israelites were slaves for four hundred, at least 400 years. The whole soldier was four hundred and thirty years. That's what the Bible says. I don't care what the what the Egyptologists say. That's what the Bible says. Amen. And we'll take God's word over your man's Amen. word in today. Amen. But that's but but the Israelites were in, were in hard bondage and it got worse. Amen. And they would not let them go. Well that's a lot longer than it was here. A lot longer. So we won't want reparation. Well won't you won't you Africans pay pay the Jews reparations? Anyway, Paul says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. Now, if you look back at Galatians, if we finish up Galatians, he said, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. And probably we think that he was referring to the bond servant, bond slave. When a a slave was manumitted, how's them words? (coughs) Released, freed, if he liked his master. And wanted to stay with his master, he could do so. And many of them did, but in order to do that, they had to bore through their ear with an awl like a corkscrew. Uh, And they had the mark that they were bond servants. Well, that's what Paul called himself a bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the way we all ought to be willing slaves of Jesus. You're either slave to him or you're a slave to the devil. You don't have, there's no middle ground there. There just isn't any middle ground. So anyway, he's a prisoner of the Lord. But he said, I beseech you. Beseech is the language of grace. It's not exactly beg, but it's, but it's moving towards beg. I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Well, uh, worthy, worthy is not our word actually the word worthy just does not belong to us worthy is the lamb that was slain but worthy is not our word it's just one we, we don't you know there are some words that we just don't we just don't deserve and worthy is one of those in any capacity. Amen. Another one is annihilate we use the word somebody annihilated something. no, you didn't no you didn't Only God could annihilate. Because what God creates, nobody can destroy it or add to it. Annihilate, wipe something out, completely obliterate. You can't do that. You may change its form. Solid, liquid, or gas, you may change its form, but you you don't eliminate it. Anyway, so there's some words we just don't have any business with. And worthy is one of them. And so it's not that you walk worthy... As worthy people. Worthy of the calling. That we're called. If we're called to be a bond servant. And a a slave. A servant of Jesus Christ. Then we ought to walk worthy of that calling. Doesn't mean we are innately worthy. But it means that we're walking. Our walk is worthy of the calling. Wherewith we have been called. So. And as we do it, here we go. This is not for the world. This is not addressed to the world. It's addressed to the saints of God at Ephesus in the church there. He says that we walk in our walk, in our calling, with all loneliness and meekness. Well, Jesus said, come unto me. Uh, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. Well, that's what he said, because that's that's how we're supposed to do it. Jesus was our perfect example. Amen. The the man, Christ Jesus, is our perfect example. And we are too. Uh, somebody can't think right now. Somebody wrote a book a long time. It's an old classic. The Imitation of, Of Jesus, in the imitation of Jesus, that we should imitate Jesus. And that's what he's talking about here. Paul said, with all lowliness and meekness, not haughtiness. Lowliness would be the exact opposite of haughtiness. Well, we don't, haughty ought not to be found amongst us. Lowliness, that we're not, we're not promoting ourselves that's one reason we're not armenians and <laughs> we're not promoting ourselves and we know that the salvation is of the lord that's what jonah found out after 72 hours in the whales belly salvation's of the lord wasn't he didn't do it only the lord did it anyways that's what salvation is all right so meekness i've mentioned this to you before Meekness is when you understand who you are before God. Now, who who am I before God? I am a sinner saved by God's grace. That is as high as I will ever rise in this life. And so that's meekness before God and meekness before man what am I before mankind, anybody? I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. And, that's, and I know that, and if I live like that and act like that, then I'm walking in a lowly and a meek manner. And we do that with long-suffering. Well, long-suffering just suffers long. Well, there's, there's got to be some patience in that long-suffering. Uh, go along with something. There may be a getting off place, but it's not now. It's a long time down the road after you've gone, suffered as long as you can. And you can, you, can, you can reach your getting off place, but you must do it after showing long suffering. Forbearing. To forbear is to kind of carry the other person. Amen. And we do that in love. Sometimes somebody says, All right, I'll do it, but I don't like it. Well, there's no love there. Brother I'm going to try to help you. Or sister I'm going to try to help you. Husband, wife, mother, father, son, daughter. Forbearing one another in love. He doesn't tell the world to do this. The world is not capable of this. There must there are some people that are not saved that have a good presentation of themselves but they still are not capable of what God demands here the only way we can do it is because we have been regenerated made anew, created quickened by the holy spirit Amen. made a new creature in christ jesus and then he says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace and then the bond of peace is the only way the unity will ever be kept. And the bond of peace is a peace that is made by Christ with God for our and our behalf. So then, unity is the watchword here, catchword. Unity is what he's talking about to this church. That's the church at Ephesus, but every other church of like faith and order. This is the catchword watchword unity not in the world folks God does not expect us to get in unity with the world You don't hear these terms much anymore we used to hear them more but they're still they're still mighty A hot working. Ecumenism. Know the word? Ecumenical. The ecumenical movement. Bringing all of the denominations together. That's what the ecumenical movement does. That's what their purpose is. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Getting them all together. Well, we'll never be together with them. Because we know in order to get together with them, the truth the truths of God's word have to go out the window. Right. And we're not willing under any circumstance to sacrifice the truths of God's word. Not only will we live for them, but by God's grace. We will die for them. Now, I think if, if they do like they did uh, Polycarp and all the millions of others through the years, when, when I'm gone, I'm out of this fight. Sure. But while I'm here, I'm concerned about the unity but the unity that I'm concerned about of the Richmond Road Baptist Church. Now, there are other sound churches, and I'm thankful for that. And I want them to be endeavoring to keep the unity and the bond of peace. I want them to be doing that, and I will encourage them to do that, and I will try to help all I can. That means that when when somebody comes here that they've been excluded or disciplined by another sound church, we won't interfere with that. We won't take that member against their authority. We'll, we'll try to help them get it straightened out if it can be, but we'll do what we can to help them with that. We won't run roughshod over their authority like most of them do ours and have done and destroyed the fellowship amongst the churches in this area. Guarantee you, any, anybody listen to this, we won't override or attempt to override the authority of any sound New Testament church. We'll work with you on it because we believe, we believe that each church has the authority of God. Amen. Amen. So we will help to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace For not only ourselves, but also for you in the proper manner. We won't interfere with other churches and go after, go try to court their church members. Try to go after somebody else's church member. We don't do that. Anyway, there are seven points here. Verse four there's one body. There's one. One spirit. There's two. Even as you're called in. One hope of your calling. There's three. One Lord is four. One faith is five. One baptism is six. One God and father of all. Is seven. Seven items here. One body. He is not talking about a universal invisible body. He's not talking about a universal visible body. The Roman Catholics, that's why they call themselves the Roman Catholic Church. Rome, because they're Roman, started in, in Rome under Constantine, the very earliest beginning. And very early on, it was called the Roman Catholic. Catholic, the word Catholic means universal. Roman universal church. And they immediately claimed the exact same thing that the emperor of Rome already said he was entitled to rule the world. And so the Roman Catholic Church, they envisioned them and presented themselves as the universal, visible church. They still say that, and that's why they'll even brag. Many of the Catholic people will brag, well, I can go in any Catholic uh, mass anywhere on the wor- in the world, and I will find the exact same thing as I do anywhere else. Because they believe it's one universal, visible church under the head of the Pope who took the place of the Roman Emperor. Now, the problem with that is, the very least, they call it a church. Well, if you define the term, The term church is assembly. And how can you have a universal assembly? Especially visible. But then the Protestants come along and after Martin Luther's time in the 16th century, and he's, they say now it's all... the. Universal invisible church but then they Mark Fennison's had some good articles on that lately then they get that universal invisible church and they get that down to where that works right in with salvation they corrupt the gospel with that doctrine you say well Not many people believe that, right? Really? You check the doctrinal statement of any Southern Baptist church. Click on it. Some of them them don't tell you anything. But others will put the Baptist faith and message, the newest one of the Southern Baptist Convention. And that's one article right there. The church is made up of all believers everywhere say, well, you have fellowship with the Southern Baptist Church. Well, we don't fellowship with Universal Invisible Church because that's heresy. And you can't have a Universal Invisible Assembly. You can't have a Universal Visible Assembly. And there's no such monstrosity, that's what Brother Brown calls it, no such monstrosity in the Word of God. The local assembly, and local is like saying wet water. To be an assembly, it has to be local. And that's who Paul is talking to here. Now, how does this fit us? It fits every church that is of like faith and order with the church at Ephesus. Now, so we're to be in unity, there's one body. Well, each church is complete within itself. It's a body compared to a body. We'll get more of that later on. One spirit, that's capital S. That's the third person of the triune Godhead. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling, That's what we all got in our salvation. Bill Cazee's got a wonderful track. Why Baptists cannot unionize with others. Mm -hmm. And his his point is there. We are not divided on uh, peripheral issues. Outside issues. We're divided on the very issue. Of how a soul is saved. and, And... Brought into the church, we can't. We 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 don't have a reason or a right to fellowship outside of the truth of God. John said, uh, writing in Second John, "My little children, whom I love in the truth, there's no greater pleasure that I have." To hear that my little children walk. In the truth of God's word. One Lord. Only one. One faith. Now that faith there. Is the same faith that Jude said. That uh, we need to contend earnestly. For the faith. That is the whole pale of doctrine once delivered to the saints and so there's one faith we're not looking for new doctrine Don't, don't bring me no new doctrine I've got no use for it we've got all that we need or gonna have right here in the word of God And if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. Remember that. And every now and then, somebody will bring up another cotton-picking scheme. Well, Dr. Dr. Halljaw says it goes like this and like this. I don't care what Dr. Halljaw says. I care what God says. And... He says that he's given us all things that pertain unto godliness and virtue. That we are able, we have an unction from the Holy One, we are able to discern the Word of God. And we're not looking for new. I tell you what, I've got just about as much use for a new doctrine. As I have for a new version of the Bible. I have no use for your ESV, your NIV. I have no use for any of them. I've got the King James. I believe the text of the King James is the absolute word of God. It can be traced back to Syria in Antioch where Paul was ordained and sent out. And I believe that God's saints from the first century all have had access to the word of God. And if these versions are true, then all of those brethren, sisters that were persecuted and, and murdered because of the faith, they didn't even have the word of God. But I'll guarantee you they had the word of God. And we've got the Word of God. So I don't have any use for another. Don't tell me how good another translation is. I ain't interested because I know how good they are. They're worthless. That's what they are. Amen. Do you know this last one, this ESV thing? Do you know how many? A hundred million copies of that have been sold. What do you think that means? How, what kind of books? sell a hundred million copies. And do you mean to tell me somebody doesn't get rich off of that? Say, well, why all these versions? I'm telling you why all these versions. Because every time they come out with one, it sells. That's where it is. Follow the money, folks. We'll stick with the King James and we've got the word of God. We don't need, well, we don't want. Certainly don't need it, we don't want another translation of all the things that I need. I don't need a new doctrine and I don't need a new translation. I've got all the doctrine I need right here. I've got all the Bible I want right here. This is the word of God. But unto every one of us, well, let's see. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Unity? That's That's why we're not not to knowingly receive lost people into the fellowship of this church. You can't have unity if you have people that don't even know the Lord. That's That's why we don't put on membership drives. One of the churches, not quite rock throwing distance, down uh, off of Tate's Creek down there, Hickman, some years back, they, they were out on visitation. And if they don't want me telling this, they shouldn't have done it. They were out knocking on doors, trying to sign up people for associate memberships I'm not a liar that was going on right in our area old church why it used to be a good church W.D. Honley pastored it years ago but some idiot that came out of One of the seminaries wasn't called to preach. Be careful how you build. Didn't Paul say that in 1 Corinthians 3? He's a wise master builder. And we need to be careful how we build in the Lord's church. (laughs) Signing up associate members out there. My, my, my. And no wonder they are, no wonder the truth's not in those churches. You can't you can't have the truth with half with lost people sitting in the congregation as members of the church. I don't care if lost people come and attend. We want them to, but they don't have a vote in the church. They don't have a say in the church. And I don't set up I don't set up our services for, for visitors. This is the church. This is our time to come and worship God in the spirit and in the truth and to learn and to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Anyway. But he said unto every one of us, verse 7, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now I don't truly understand every single bit of that as deeply as I should. But I know what a measure is. You ladies cook, and you measure out. You got measuring spoons. You got measuring cups, and so you measure out. The recipe calls for half a cup. You got a half a cup. You got the mark there, and you get the half a cup. You measure according. Well, grace. This is kind of grace that we need to live our lives and to grow. We're given that grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Doesn't say that we all get the same measure. We've all got different needs. We've all got different backgrounds. We've all got different levels. And so that measure is given to us. According to the gift of Christ, and wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Well, what did he do? Well, when Jesus Christ arose, he ascended after forty days. You know. Now he led captivity captive. And I know some of them, oh, I don't believe that old stuff about getting them out of, out of paradise and taking them to heaven. Well, then you explain that to me. Were they captives? They weren't in torment. But they were there until a certain date. And that day was when Christ arose so and ascended. And as he went up, he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. that's when he's in the grave. He that descended, it's the same also that I send it up far above all heavens. How many of them are there? Well, we think there's three of them. Uh, people say, well, the space just go on into infinity? Well, no, it may seem like it to you, but it's not infinity. There's a stopping place, and that's where the Lord went. <laughs> You're not going to get there by a rocket ship. Did you hear that that, that Mars buggy had run out of gas? No, I'm serious. As a matter of fact, it even sent back said, This will be my last, my last message. That's on news, that's what reporting. Nobody ever saw that? Okay. I don't know when somebody's going to go up there. I don't know how they're going to live for nine months in a rocket ship just to get there. And then they, they ain't coming back if they get there. Anyway, that's their business. They won't do that. They take all that money and blow it up there. But they ain't going to find anything up there. They haven't found anything yet. Now, these are the gifts. He's the same that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Fill all needs. We have needs. And if our Lord doesn't fill them, they ain't going to get filled. He gave some apostles that would be a gift. Some prophets that would be a gift. Some evangelists that would be a gift. Some pastors, teachers—that uh, really—and doesn't even belong there—pastors slash teachers, pastor teachers. So these are all gifts he gave to his kind of church. Well, we we know that at first there were apostles and prophets. There are no more now. Now the Catholic Church says they've got an apostle, the Pope. They lie. The Mormons say they've got an apostle. They also lie. No, there are no more apostles. A true church of the Lord has an apostolic ministry. Now, these churches say they're apostolic. What they try to say, well, we're just liking back on When they did all the tongues and all that stuff. No, they're not. No, they're not. We have all of the work of the apostles recorded in the word of God. That God wants us to have. If the apostles were here in person, they couldn't give us any other word than what we've got here. We have all the writings and the reports of the prophets that God intended for us to have. Got them right here in the word of God. Amen. So the Richmond Road Baptist Church. We are a teaching institution. Amen. And we are an apostolic church. And we are a prophetic church. Because we come from the word of God. Now. Why would the Lord give those gifts? So somebody, so somebody could brag about what they've got? No. Here it is, verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, the maturing of the saints. And how is that going to happen? That's going to happen through the teaching, and preaching of the word of God. For the work of the ministry ministering the word of God for the edifying of the body of Christ. This church is the body of Christ. Another church, it's a sound church, is a body of Christ. And how is a, a church edified? The word, the old word edifice, uh, you can see it on some of these old buildings. Edifice. building. Built in 18 such and such. An edifice is a building. To edify is to build up. And all of this, these gifts to minister the Word of God, are for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. Verse 13, till we all, not the world, Not all churches. We all a part of this body. Come in the. There it is again. Unity. Of the faith. See that tells you right there. It's not talking about just the doctrine of salvation. By grace through faith. It's talking about all the doctrines of the faith. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. We have to be in unity of the doctrines of the Word of God. Not me, but the doctrines of the Word of God. You don't have to dot your I's and cross your T's with me, but we all have to dot our I's and cross our T's with the Lord and His Word. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. If you recall Sunday morning, we did get into some. Knowledge about the Son of God, the Son of Man. Unto a perfect man, well, mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's the measure. What is the measuring? You go out and catch fish, you better have your measuring rule. See if they're legal. You gotta have you gotta have a standard to what to measure them by, and what is our standard of maturity? The Lord Jesus Christ, <coughs> <coughs> and all that. So that verse fourteen, we henceforth, from now, on, be no more children, tossed to and fro. To and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine See that is. proper usage of words tossed to and fro first I'm over here now I'm over here now I'm over here now I'm over here that's not that's not stable that's not mature that's not godly and that we be not carried about. You watch the wind. I hope it doesn't get that high 50 mile an hour but talking about it. I guarantee you there's a leaf out there and that wind picks up. That wind will blow that leaf no telling where. He said that we'd be not carried about like the wind blowing you with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. Now, I'll tell you what. We just heard recently. The Saturday Sabbath. Is not the day. The Lord's churches. Observe. Amen. We observe. The first day of the week. Sunday. Because. Jesus Christ. Arose very early in the morning on the first day of the week while it was still dark. Amen. And when the churches of the New Testament met, they met on the first day of the week. Read that in Corinthians in several places in the New Testament. The original Sabbath was with reference of the creation. God made the heaven, the earth, and all things therein in six literal days. The evening and the morning were the first day. The second day, the third, fourth, fifth, and the sixth day. And he finished off with man. And then he rested. The seventh day. And every seventh day, his people were supposed to honor him. And the day was honored him was the creation of God. You can't read through the Bible very far in any book. That you don't have some reference to God's work of creation, preachers say that's not that's a minor doctrine. They don't know what they're talking about, and you see what they're doing in Revelation one, in Revelation uh, seven. What are they doing in heaven? Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in, our, in his own blood. Unto him who created all things. It's not a minor doctrine. It's a major, major doctrine. Matter of fact, the only thing that would supersede the creation of God. Is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On the third day, 72 hours later. And he arose. And that's the reason we meet on the first day of the week rather than the seventh. I'll tell you what, you're trying to, you're trying to meet the Lord and, and get yourself right by your own works, and that's what you're doing on the seventh day, you're in a bad way, friend. We're here in grace. We're honoring the salvation that we have we keep on doing it too. But see, that's a wind of doctrine. And if you're not established in the word, that wind can blow you all over the place. And that's what it's doing. <coughs> By the slight of men. You know what slight is? You ever see the shell game? Got four shells and got a little pee under one of them. There it is. I'm putting it under this. Do, 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 do. Now, now where is it? You don't know where it is. That's slight. That's slight of hand. And cunning craftiness. Craftiness, the Greek word is panorgos. Palm means anything. Urgos, work, doing anything. Whereby they lie and wait to deceive. You may not know it, folks. I think you do. but There are lots of people that would like to pull you away from your own steadfastness. They would like to pull you away from what this church stands for. And who are they led by? Satan himself. But we are going to grow up in the Lord. And we're not going to be tossed to and fro, to and fro, and blown about by every wind of false doctrine. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is ahead. Even Christ. And there he is, the head of his church. There he is, our measure. Our measure of maturity. The stature of Christ.